Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. If he's in me and he's greater, then I'm greater than the devil. In Jesus Christ, that is, not my own self. Now I want you to get a hold of the idea that you're going to have to begin to do something, do some talking with your mouth. You're going to have to begin to say something with your mouth. I want you to notice when we begin to look through the pages of this Bible, go all the way back to the front of it. Come all the way through. When things begin to happen, it's because somebody began to command something to take place. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, Our Rights in Christ by Ken Hagen. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Ken Hagen's message. You know what most people do? They wait till they're good and sick before they begin to pray. You know what I do? At the first, at the first sign. At the first sign of the flu, the first little old sign that the devil's come in and he's starting to unpack, I say, hey, wait a minute. Hey, Mr. Devil, the Word of God says that I'm healed by the blood of Jesus Christ because the stripes was placed on his back and he shed that blood for healing as well as for salvation as he hung upon the cross. You realize that, don't you? I said, I'm healed by the stripes that was laid on his back. Now you take those symptoms that you've unpacked and you put them back in your valise and you get out of here. Don't you bother unpack anymore. I will not sign for the package. It don't belong to me. Now move that right now. I'm not praying about it. See, that's not a time to pray. That's what I tried to get over to you a while ago. It's not time to pray. It's time to act. Time to make some commands and act. That's the way you get something done. I want to tell you the prayer time is before you get out and begin to act. You have your prayer time every day and then when you begin to command, you've got some power to do it with. A ball team would be crazy not to practice and then go into the big game. Say, well, we'll try it. Don't know whether it work or not. We're going to try this play, you guys. Quarterback come in the huddle, you know. Say, hey, uh, coach said he didn't know whether it work or not, but we're going to try where, where Jones goes down here on the down and out, and I want, uh, want Smith over here to do a, do a fly post pattern. And I want the fullback to flare out of the backfield, and we're going to do a fake handoff over the right tackle to the halfback. And then I'm going to throw a pass to somebody if anybody's open. If they ain't, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> now, that's the way I think some of them do it sometimes. But that's not the proper way to do it. The proper way to do it is practice on the practice field, and then walk into that huddle. That quarterback has got to be a cocky dude, and when he walks in that huddle, he's got to have authority in his voice, and he's got to walk in there and say, all right, gang, we're going to run play, play number so-and-so, and we're going to score a touchdown, you understand? And they get out and they move, and something happens. You see, I remember when our school won the state championship down in Texas. We were 
13 points behind with only 30 some odd seconds to go on the clock and we stopped the other team on the two yard line. 30 seconds to go in the ball game and 98 yards from a score. Now we're 12 points behind. We needed one win. 12 points from time. I mean, six, excuse me, seven points, six points from time. And we needed to score. Now the quarterback don't walk out there. The coach had old Jimmy on that sideline, and he didn't walk out there. You know, some of them already, old Jimmy on the sideline, and some of them over in the huddle, they already doesn't give up. They already won championship last year, and they're supposed to win two back-to-back. Now the rest, some of them in the huddle, you, they're already starting to cry. They're already starting, they'd already give it up. They said, man, we don't win. got a chance. Just 30 seconds, we got 98 yards to go. I want you to know that dude popped in that huddle. That coach had him pumped up. He had him believing in himself. And when he began to call plays, he called them with such authority and such power. Everybody stopped dead and looked at him and said, all right, Jimmy, let's go get it. And they marched down that field. And then three plays later, they had scored, kicked the extra point, and win it by one point. Why? Because somebody come in that huddle with authority. You let that kid walk out there with a mealy mouthing around, say, well, we're going to try to do it. And they'd have still later lost the ball game. They wouldn't have done But he come in there with power and authority. And I want to tell you the same thing is true when the things of God, when you walk out there and begin to do battle with Satan on his territory, when you're playing in this game, this spiritual game, you don't walk out there and mealy mouth around about it, but you walk out there and begin to say, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, greater am I than you are. Get out of my way. That's right, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. If he's in me and he's greater, then I'm greater than the devil. In Jesus Christ, that is, not my own self. Now I want you to get a hold of the idea that you're going to have to begin to do something, do some talking with your mouth. You're going to have to begin to say something with your mouth. I want you to notice when we begin to look through the pages of this Bible, Go all the way back to the front of it. Come all the way through. When things begin to happen, it's because somebody began to command something to take place. We're interested in the New Testament because we live in the New Testament. So we get over to the New Testament. We come down through there and we get into the book of Acts. And we see a guy by the name of Peter in the book of Acts. It happens to be in Acts 9.34. We see Peter... At Lydia, he said to the Paul of Athenas, Jesus Christ, make thee whole, rise, make up your bed. Acts 9, 40, he said to the dead Dorcas, he commanded in the name of Jesus Christ to rise, and she arose and opened her eyes. In Acts 13, 11, Paul said to Elimaeus the sorcerer, Thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell upon him a mist and a darkness. In Acts 16, 18 at Philippi, Paul turned to the girl with the demon that was there and he commanded. He said, Here it is, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And he came out that self same hour. I want you to realize something tonight, today, friend and neighbor, and that is this, that when we begin to command in the name of Jesus Christ, something's going to happen. The man that came down through the roof to Jesus, Jesus said, Take up your bed and walk. I want you to notice. You go through there and you look at it. 
You'll look at it in the, in the New Testament. Every time these people were talking to somebody about being healed, they did it in a command form. Take up your bed and walk. I command the demon to come out of you. Arise in the name of Jesus. Such as I have, give I thee. Arise and walk in the name of Jesus. There ain't been no praying done yet. It's all commanding in the name of Jesus Christ. And that same authority and that same power belongs to you and belongs to the New Testament church today. And it's time that we begin to do something with it and quit sitting around and praying for things when we ought to begin to command it to happen instead of praying. Nothing wrong with praying, but let's don't waste our time praying at the wrong time. Don't waste our time praying at the wrong time. There's a time to pray, but there's a time to command. The time to command is when you're facing the crisis. That's not the time to pray. The prayer time should have been taken care of ahead of time, and now's the time to command. See, it's that prayer time that keeps that spiritual battery full power. See, that's what Paul talks about, praying in the Spirit that you edify yourself. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm going to be preaching about the Holy Ghost. Well, I'm preaching about it. Commanding power because we have the Holy Ghost power stored inside of us. And how do we keep that storage power all, all up to the right, to the level it's supposed to be? By praying in tongues and edifying ourselves in tongues which builds up the storage battery on the inside. And then when we go out and we face the crisis, we can go walking down the street with our shoulders thrown back. And when we see the devil, all we got to do is say, in the name of Jesus, move. When the mountain of financial despair rises in front of us, all we have to say, flatten out, mountain, get out of my way. When sickness comes, all we have to say, get out of my way, sickness. And we keep right on marching. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Victory in Jesus. Victory in Jesus. Standing on the promises I cannot fail. When the howling storms of doubt and fear assail. Standing on the promises I shall prevail. Because the word of God says that it belongs to me. And you can't take it away from me, Mr. Devil. Move over. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. I want you to notice... Then when Jesus said to Peter, step out of the boat and begin to walk to him, it was a command. Peter didn't pray about it. He just said, Jesus, if that be you, let me come to you. And Jesus said, come. That's a command, isn't it? Come, that's a command. It's not a prayer. That's not a request. That is a command. Come, come, go. That's commands. Go ye into all the world. That's a command. Brother, that's not a request. That's a command. How many of you ever been in the army or the armed services? When somebody gives a command, it's not a request, is it? What do you do when they command something? You move. You better believe you move. Or you wished you had one of the two. And I want to tell you what. Some, some of the commands that God has given in His Word, we as His children have failed to, we failed to move at them. We look, well, I don't know about that now. I want to ask you a question. How many of you are parents? That's what I thought, a large majority of you. What do you do when you tell one of your children, or what did you do when you told one of your children to do something? Like, Craig, that's my boy, take out the trash. 
And when Craig don't take out the trash, I do something about it. Because that's my responsibility as a father. How many of you command your children or tell them to do something? It's in a command form. It's the same thing, not quite. But you tell your children to do something and they don't do it. And you say, well, that's all right, son. That's all right, daughter. I'll do it. And you go do it. Huh? How many of you do it that way? That's what I thought. None of you. Because if you did, you teach them to not respect authority, not respect you or anything else. And before you know it, you'll really have a problem on your hands. Call now to get this month's special offer, the six-CD series, Spirit, Soul, and Body by Kenneth E. Hagan, plus the mini-book, How You Can Be a Success in Life by Ken Hagan. Plus, if you call today, we'll include the bonus paperback book, The Greater Glory by Ken Hagan. All three dynamic resources for just $39.95. Don't delay. Call today. 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Don't forget, if you're in the Oklahoma City area, we have Rama Bible Church there on Sunday night live. It's not video. Yep. Live at 8921 Northwest Expressway in Oklahoma City. Come and visit and be a part of that. And somebody said, well, why Sunday night? Well, you know, they started Saturday night services so you could have the whole... Uh, day Sunday off. Mm -hmm. I said, well, hey, enjoy the weekend That's and right. come and enjoy Sunday morning on Sunday night. That's and, right. and a lot of people are, are doing that and it's great. And what a great way to start the week. Yes, what right. a great way. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Ken Hagen, Our Rights in Christ. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.